0: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message. So um, we're going to the Dominican Republic this coming June, but also I think we're going to be doing a crusade in Ethiopia in November of next year. So we'll see. We can't take a trip on, we can't take a team on that. Unless you get some money to get a and you're willing to willing to travel thirteen hours on an airplane and travel and it's we, that's true missions. Going to the DR is like a vacation. I am just gonna tell you right now. It's a vacation. You know, because we stay in a nice hotel and we help the Americans break into world missions. Praise God. Amen. So uh Daniel is doing a crusade in March. I thought about going to March but uh, then Daniel said, for me and Todd and him to do something in Ethiopia. So we may be going to Ethiopia to do another Miracle Healing Crusade in November of next year. So, open your Bibles, if you would, please, to the book of Mark, chapter 16. Actually, I'm, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 18. I want to talk to you. The title of my message this morning is, Why We Do What We Do. Why We Do What We Do. You know, being a Christian and being born again is something quite amazing. It really is. Out of the 7 billion people on the planet, about 2 billion claim Christianity to be their religion. That means there's 4 billion people on the planet that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. There are about 300 million people in the United States of America, and out of 300 million people, about 100 million people claim Christianity to be their religion. 200 million people in the United States of America do not know what it means to be born again. So what does that do? That gives us a responsibility. Why we do what we do. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, it says this, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. It is the power of God. If you are here this morning and you have Jesus Christ in your heart and you've received Jesus in your heart, you're among the minority, as of today, of the people in the world. You are born again. 2 Corinthians five seventeen says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And Romans 10, 9, 10 says, If thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart a man believes in the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Revelation three twenty says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door of his heart, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. In Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, There is no other name named among men which men must be saved. That's the name of Jesus. In John 14 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one could come to the Father but by me. Jesus also said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So, being born again means you're a new creation in Christ. The old person has gone away. And you are among the minority. See, life is about perspective. Right now, where you're living in the world that you see. But when you get outside of your world and you begin to see what God sees, because God has a God's eye view perspective of the world. Believe it or not, there are people living here in Plant City that have never been outside Plant City. Let alone outside the state of Florida. Florida. Come on now, and that will give you a very skewed view of what God sees. But when you get out of your world and you get over into God's world, because that's how He sees, He sees everything from heaven's point of view, then your perspective of your life changes. You have to be very, very careful as a Christian that you feel like you're always burdened down with life's trials and tribulations and problems when God has already paid the price through Jesus Christ for you to have the victory in your Lifes, trials, tribulations, and problems. And you got to see beyond yourself. You see, in the United States of America, we are the most blessed nation in the world. I guarantee it. We're the most. And we're the most free nation in the world. And sometimes what happens is we can get caught up in what society thinks is important, and we can neglect what God thinks is important. So number one, why we do what we do, number one, the Great Commission go ye. That's the great commission. is go ye. In Mark sixteen, fourteen it says this, and afterward he appeared unto the eleven, and he sat down and meet with them, and abraded them not in unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them that which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I don't think it was the great suggestion, it's the great commission. So when he says, go ye into all the world, that is a commandment for us to go ye. Now watch this. When you go ye, you see the miracles. You see the signs. You see the wonders. One of the things that's lacking in the church of the United States of America is the display of the supernatural power of God. If we remove the supernatural out of the Bible, then Christianity is just like every other religion. It's no better than being a Buddhist or a Hindu or a Muslim or whatever the other religions in the world. See, God wants us to get out of our perspective world and get into his perspective world. Hello. And the only way to be able to do that is go ye. I had, many, many years ago, I had a missionary. He said, why did you come to my country if you can't reach your own country? I said, bro, I'm reaching my country. Hello. How, how are we reaching? We've been here for 10 years. I can stand before God Almighty, and I can actually tell Him to His face, say, Father, very respectfully, I've done everything I've known to do. I've I've stepped up to the plate. I have swung the bat hard. So what do you mean? In the last ten years, we've done every park here in Plant City with an outreach. Not only that, in 2017, we rented the Plant City Stadium. We did the first ever Easter egg outreach. No other church has ever done an Easter outreach at the Plant City Stadium. We did an Easter outreach on Plant City Stadium. 2,500 people showed up. We gave away 30,000 Easter eggs. 150 people gave their hearts to Christ and water baptized 30 people. I have, we, have sw- we go soul winning. We have super soul winning here on Saturdays. We have swung the bat. hard. Are you going to keep swinging the bat? Absolutely. We're going to keep on keeping on because there will come a time when people are so desperate spiritually, so desperate hungry, that religion, Christian religion and religious churches and religious entities is no longer going to satisfy. There will be a longing. Why is that? Because on the inside of every human being is a hole that can only be filled with God. Nothing else can fill that hole, that void on the inside. And people try to fill it with fame and fortune and women and men and entertainment. They try to fill that God-sized hole that only God can fill. And you and I have the responsibility. Angels don't have the responsibility to share the gospel. The Great Commission was not given to angels. It was given to you and me. We have the responsibility why we do what we do. People don't understand about Life Family Church. You have to understand that if you attend here and this is your home church, we're a church of excellence. Why is that? Because we, we've traveled extensively, 23 years, 15 of those years full-time traveling around the world. We were able to go to a lot of, I mean, I've been to a lot of churches. I've been to denominational churches. I've been to non-denominational churches. I've been in the first church of the Frigidaire. I've been in all kinds of churches. I've been in Word of Faith churches. I've been in Word and Doubt and Unbelief churches. I've been in all kinds of churches around the world. So what we did was is we took everything that we saw that was good and right. We sat down with 20 pastors before we started this church. We asked them, what did you do right? What would you do differently if you could do it? And we've implemented it here. So when people come in and they see all the protocol in every department, they see the excellence in all the department, they don't understand that because most of the churches that they've been to has been chaotic. You call for a church work day, all of a sudden 15 people show up, and then they don't know what to do. Well, Bob said for me to do this. Well, I went over there and asked Bob, and Bob said, no, go ask Sue. And I went over to ask Sue, and Sue didn't know anything, so he said, go ask Janet. So I went and asked Janet, I mean, who's in charge? Well, I'm not really sure. I think Bob's in church. Well, I just talked to Bob. He told me to come see you. And it, it takes about an hour and a half before anybody gets organized to grab a shovel and go dig a ditch. Come on. Here's another thing. We don't preach cotton candy gospel here. Sorry, I don't read it in the Word of God. I just preach the Word of God. We preach it uncompromising. We believe in holiness here. We believe in thou shalt not commit adultery. We believe that thou shalt not be fornicating. We believe that thou shalt not drink alcohol. Sorry, I just I'm just doing it with the burden. If I'm a new creature in Christ and the old has passed away, then my old flesh, hello, I gotta keep that sucker down, believe me. And I have a tough enough time as it is anyway. Hello, I don't have to answer to you. I have to answer before the throne of God Almighty. Hello, somebody. I'm going to be held accountable for what I taught you and I didn't teach you. And if I didn't, if I candy coated everything and you didn't grow, oh, I'm in trouble. And I can't afford to be in trouble with God. It's just not good. Hello, you can stay and you can go. Guess what? I can't go, I have to stay. Amen. It's my assignment. Hello. And if I left, I'd be in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. So if God didn't tell you to leave, you're going to get in trouble too you leave. Praise God. Amen. It works both ways. What's good for the goose, good for the gander. Amen. So we have a responsibility to go and know the world. We have a responsibility to share our faith. And at any other time in history, do people need Jesus And right now? They need Jesus. Look at their lives. Hello. I mean, when the Kardashians became Christians, it turned the world upside down. All the heathens were like, oh, my God, they got God now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Took away all my fun. Hello? Listen, we, I don't understand. I, don't, I just don't understand. We're, we're believing God for these movie stars and these... Rap artists and music artists to get born again because they have a huge platform. And then when they get born again, we start questioning what's, what's the motive? Right. So you get on Jimmy Kimmel, what is that, right? Jimmy Kimmel, whatever his name is, right? So are you now a Christian artist? Oh, he said, I'm a Christian to everything. <laughs> I like that answer. Hello, somebody. Are you a Christian artist now? I'm a Christian to everything. <laughs> Come on, hello, somebody. Number one gospel album in the world. In the world. Number one gospel album in the world. I think we better step it up. We might be replaced. Don't you understand, Brother Jack? I've been a Christian for 35 years. How many people got saved then last week? Well, I don't know about that. I'm more mature than that. (laughs) I've grown past that in my life, sharing my faith, you know, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. What have you gotten into? Well, I'm the guy that's supposed to criticize everything in the church, you know, Sister Bucket Mouse sitting on the back seat, always (laughs) waggling her tongue. Her tongue so long, when she walks in the front door, it smacks you in the forehead, back in the sanctuary, praise God. eh? That's my job, hallelujah, hallelujah. My job is to criticize every sermon the pastor comes across. I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in that tithing thing. You know, I just don't believe in that today. I just don't believe in miracles. You used to believe in miracles, but miracles, I think they passed away with the last apostle, Praise God. It's the most amazing thing how much you remember and how much you love and how much you need when you need a miracle. Hello, come on, somebody. So we have a responsibility to go and share our gospel. That's the reason why we encourage you all to go on a mission trip. That's the reason why we encourage you all to get in Life Christian University. That's the reason why we encourage you to be a part of outreaches. You cannot come here for far too long and not be moved. You'll be moved in or you might be moved out. Praise God. Amen. You'll be moved. Amen. Isaiah said, "Is not my word like a hammer. And breaks open the heart of the most stubborn resistance. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be stubborn. I was called stubborn yesterday. I was like, You're not talking about me, you're talking about my wife. Praise God, amen. <laughs> no. Now go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly by accident, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father. And they went forth. They went forth. They didn't sit down. They went forth. What did they do? They obeyed the Lord. They went forth and preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them. So, watch this. If God says, Go ye, it doesn't come out with benefits, it comes with benefits. What are the benefits? You'll speak with new tongues. You'll cast out devils. You'll lay hands on the sick and you'll see them. You'll lay your hand on a child about six years old who's deaf in the right ear and partially deaf in the left and see her ears open and her mother's face looking at you in complete astonishment. I didn't tell this to Pastor Marie, but during the service where the Holy Ghost fell, Pastor Todd and I were standing on the side And a lady come running across the sanctuary, screaming at the top of her lungs, and threw herself at our feet, grabbed a hold of my feet, and I said, no, 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 no. I'm not the one. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. How about that? When you experience God to such a degree that a person will come running and throw themselves at your feet thinking that you're something big and wonderful... And you got to tell them, no, 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 no. He gets the glory. He, But that just shows you the desperation of a person's heart. How about if you're moving through a crowd and the crowd starts pressing on you to touch your, your jacket and your suit jacket? How about if you're moving through the crowd and your wife is connected to your belt loop trying to get through a crowd of 40,000 people and when you step off the platform, the whole... Audience shifts in your direction. And then they start running to just touch you because of the anointing of God. And all you can do is wave your hand. And as you wave your hand, the power of God starts knocking people on the ground. Start pulling on your wife. Get out of the way, chick. (laughs) Then you understand when Jesus was in the crowd, and there was a woman that had an issue of blood that wanted to touch the hem of his garment. And tried to press because people were trying to touch him. Because of the anointing of God that was flowing through that person. You, then you understand, my God. And then you understand the responsibility that you have to go ye into all the world. Because if God has given you something, then he's given you the responsibility to go give it. And if you don't give it, then you'll lose it. Are you here this morning? Go ye into all the world. Number two. Why we do what we do? To proclaim God's kingdom on the earth. We are representative of God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the majesty on high, the one who died on a cross and rose again. We are his representative. In Matthew 24, 14, it says this, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness, and to all nations, and then the end shall come. And this gospel, what, was, what did he mean by this gospel? This gospel is the gospel that Jesus preached. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, Jesus went about the villages preaching, Teaching and healing all. The, the gospel message that Jesus said that would be preached in all the world would be the preaching, the teaching, at least of the demonstration of the power of Almighty God, where the blind are seeing, the lame are walking, the, the lepers are cleansed, the dead are being raised. He said that gospel, when that gospel is preached in all the world, then the end will come. See, there's the gospel and then there's this gospel. Did you, did you get that? Because it's been over 2,000 years since Jesus died on the cross. Why aren't we out of here yet? It's a good question, isn't it? The reason why is because this gospel... Hey, listen... Medical missions—it's a wonderful thing. You can go and share Jesus, your faith, and all that kind of stuff, and, and and do something medically. You know, dental missions is a wonderful thing. You can go and share your faith, and you know, put in, do a root canal. Praise God, Amen. You can go and you can build houses. Construction missions is a wonderful thing. But Jesus didn't say construction missions, medical missions, or dentistry missions will be preached and all the world in the end. He said, no, He said this gospel shall be preached and all the world. What is that gospel? The blind see, the deaf hear. the The lame walk. When that's been preached, guys, listen to me. When that's been preached, then Jesus will come. So, what does that mean? We have the Great Commission to go ye, whether in the United States of America or in the backyard where you live. Luke 14, 16 says this. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He went to church. It was Jesus' custom. To actually go to church, you are not amen to me this morning. Praise God, amen. Are you listening intently? Is that what it is? Okay. If Jesus had the custom of going to church, he went every Saturday in Jewish tradition. But now, you know, Jesus was risen from the dead because he rose on the third day, which is Sunday, which is Resurrection Sunday. So we worship on Sunday. So he, every Sunday, you can say the New Testament, every Sunday he went to church. So why are we skipping out? Why are we only going every other Sunday? Why are we only going every three Sundays? His custom was every Sunday. Amen! Amen. 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 Every Sunday. I mean, I get it you have, if you have to work or if you're going to go on vacation or something like that. But if it's just because you want to sleep in, hey, there's no excuse for sleeping in. Oh, I'm sorry. I tell the truth here. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I told the truth. Come on. Come on. Hello, somebody. What are you going to do when you're in heaven? And God says, okay, it's time for church. Ah, oh, I'm just sitting back in my mansion and my lazy boy. I'm just listening to Bolero on the stereo. I ain't got time to go to church. Jesus, Jesus is preaching, you mean? Oh, I'll see him next week. Michael coming to your house, knocking on your door. Along with Gabriel. <laughs> sorry, you're in a new location here. It's a custom. <laughs> and the king of... you Please, don't be spoiled Americans. I'm sorry, I, you have to understand where the country I just came from, Okay. I'm not taking anything out on you. Hallelujah. (laughs) Don't be offended either. Yeah, don't get offended. Come on. Trying to help you move from where you're at to where God wants you to be. From where you're at to where God wants you to be. So that you fulfill your destiny and your calling. Why are you a Christian? Fire insurance? I, I, that's a pretty good reason, but I'm, <laughs> fire, I'm in the fire insurance business. Assurance, excuse me, fire assurance. Yeah. It would be a very sad day for me. I don't know about you, but it would be a sad day for me if I get to heaven. There's no rewards. There's no well done thy good and faithful servant enter into the rest. Because I decided to just live, live for myself on the earth and all the worldly pleasures. Especially in the United States of America, where you can get anything and everything you want. You can do anything and everything you want in the United States of America, legal or illegal, even in the privacy of your own home. We've, listen, we've got to get out of just the survival. I'm just trying to make it mentality. We've got, we got to get out of that. Oh, I had a really rough week at work. Oh, my God, I'm being persecuted. What happened? I was driving on I-4 and somebody cut me off and gave me the digit. I was, caught, I was, I was persecuted. No, try living in a country that's military-ruled for 50 years, and you have to privately meet in your house to do a Bible study because if you bring a Bible out in the open, you're immediately arrested. Everything's stripped from your life, and you're thrown into prison. And the only way that you're going to survive is that your family brings the meals to you every single day because if you don't get a meal that day, you don't eat because the prison doesn't serve you meals. See, sometimes we're just all in our own world of just trying to survive because our life is crap. Are you kidding me? Come with me to Marimar and see what I see. See what Matt saw. You will be like, oh, you'll come back. My God, I'm the most wealthiest person in the world. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. And you are. You're so blessed. You all right? Okay, let's make sure you're all right. We are. We're very, 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 very blessed. Proclaiming the kingdom of God on the earth. Number three, why we do what we do? To reign and rule with Christ here on the earth. So number one is the Great Commission. Number two, proclaim God's kingdom on earth. Number three, to reign and rule with Christ here on the earth. In Mark 1, 21 and 22, it says this, And they went to Capernaum and straightway on the Sabbath day, and he entered into the synagogue and taught. There it is again. That's his custom. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught as one who had authority, not as the scribes. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, it says this, It is a faithful saying, For we, for we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. So God has commissioned us to reign and rule with Him on this earth. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20, it says this, And the 70 returned with great joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. And He said to them, I beheld Satan, fall as lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread upon the serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Jesus came to restore the authority that was lost by Adam and Eve, 6,000 years ago, to you and me. See, Satan has duped us into thinking that we're so inundated with so many problems. We've got bill problems, we've got marital problems, we've got relational problems, we've got job problems, we've got boss problems, and we're so burdened. My kid's problems, my grandkid problems, all these. And we're so burdened down with everything, and it's a huge fat distraction from the gospel being spread in the earth. That's what it is. We're always just thinking about all the issues that we have to deal with. P- trying to pay the bills. Not paying the bills. Trying to survive. And we're, we, we, we get so inundated with our own world of problems that we're not even thinking about sharing our faith, going soul winning, doing anything. I realized this a long time ago. If I go about doing God's business, God will always take care of my business. If I go about doing His kingdom... He will take care of it. It's worked. It has worked for a long time. If you just, I'm. Just, when we were at Rama, and when Satan would attack our finances, what little we had, I gave it. Okay, that's enough. You made me mad. Here's tithe and oh by here's a fat offering. Clear my bank account out. What are you going to do about that sucker? Oh, trying to put sickness on me. Okay, that's it. I'm going to the hospital. I'm put my Rama badge on. I'm going to go to the hospital, and I'll pray for sick people. Because sickness is trying to attack my family. This one's for me. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Oh, you're attacking me in, the, in this area? That's it. You made me mad. I'm going soul winning. That's it. Put my badge on on Saturday by myself. Went knocking on... I was a true Jehovah's Witness. Praise God. Amen. Going knocking on... <laughs> going knocking on doors. So how, how do you fight an unseen foe? How do you fight Satan? by faith action your words that's it you're putting sickness on me that's it I'm praying for everybody that's sick today in the name of Jesus be healed why? because if the Bible is true whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap so if I need healing in my body guess what I'm going to go sow I'm going to go sow some healing hello? if I need finances what am I going to do? I'm going to go sow some finances come on if I need help in my house for repairs, guess what i going to do? I'm going to go help somebody else in their house for repairs. That's how you. That's how you fight back. You attacking my finances? That's it. I'm done with you. I'm giving it all. What are you going to do about that, sucker? Yeah, come on, help love somebody. Amen. I'm going down to the church and put all the You know, I, I walked in here this morning. I thought, this is wonderful. At least when somebody starts to take off running, they can avoid the pole. Praise God. Amen. That's for sure. Because <laughs> <Whoop. laughs> if the lights weren't there and you were running, especially with your eyes closed, you'd be in trouble. No. Why we do what we do? Why are you a Christian? And what's your purpose as a Christian? What's your destiny? Don't you want to stand before the throne of God on the great white throne judgment? Because here's good news. We're all going to stand at the great white throne judgment be held accountable for what we did here on the earth. Anything and everything on this earth that we did for ourselves is going to be tried by fire and it will be consumed and only that which we did for the kingdom of God will remain. I think I think the American church doesn't have that concept. Jesus called this life that we're living on this earth, but a vapor. I mean, we're promised 120 years, but the average life is probably about 80, 90. That's about the average life. 80, 90, maybe 95. What is that compared to eternity? You see, as Christians, we should be eternity-minded. Can you imagine the statement I'm about to make and apply it to our own lives? How about delayed gratification? Is there such thing as delayed gratification? Can you can you be can you build up yourself rewards to, to later? Come on, Jesus was very specific. He said, "Do not build up for yourselves treasures here on earth, where rust and moth eat and decay, but rather build yourselves up treasures in heaven." Amen. I want a treasure in heaven. And listen, no matter where you're at spiritually today, just make an adjustment because there's not a one of us that's perfect and there's not a one of us that makes mistakes. I mean, my my God, if we sinned and that kept us out of heaven, all of us would be going to hell right now. Praise God, amen. I was going to tell you right now. No, just because sometimes you mess up and you sin doesn't mean you're a sinner. Come on, hello, somebody. You just made a mistake. You're working your salvation out with fear and trembling. Hello. The only time we get ourselves into trouble is when we stop changing. That's when we get ourselves into trouble. And if we slip and fall, make sure you slip and fall forward. Can you say amen? Because a righteous man or woman may fall seven times, but we rise again. He's not looking for perfection, he's looking for hearts and the pure motives of our hearts. Can you say amen? Yeah. Number four, final point why we do what we do to run our race and finish our course. What is your destiny? What is your purpose? Why did God create you? Because He created you. For a purpose. For this time. For this hour. For this season. You are not here by accident. God foresaw from eternities, eternities, and from past to past, and from future to future, that that He made you, that He took your spirit, man. He put you in the body that you're living for a purpose to live on this earth for this time. Each and every one of us have a destiny and a purpose. And you must discover that purpose. And until you discover it, just be faithful. Faithfulness. That's not a cuss word. Faithfulness. Committed. Longevity. Stickability. Amen. Elijah and Elisha. Elisha served Elijah for how many years? Twenty years. He was in one church with one minister for twenty years in the Old Testament. Find yourself a pastor and stick with the guy or the girl at least 20 years. I got three amens on that. Thank you very much. Praise God. Amen. You need a pastor in your life. And the Bible says that God places in the body as He chooses. We have to be very careful that we're not shopping for churches like we shop for cars. No amen on that one. Amen, no amen. Well, let me try this car out. Well, you know, I like the worship. It's really good, but that preacher, he don't preach too good. Well, let me come over here. Well, that preacher preaches real good, but that worship, you. oh, Jesus, my God. It sound like a bucket, praise God. You know, <laughs> trying to make a tune in the bucket well, I like the children's department over here, you know, and all that kind of stuff, but I like the preaching and the worship over here. So, babe, let's get up in the morning, drop our kids off at that church, and then we'll go spend time over in this church and praise and worship. <laughs> Before Matt and Michelle got saved, they did that. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hey, uh, babe, where are we going today? Well, they got a great children's ministry over there. Well, you know, I don't like the preaching and the teaching over there. Okay, let's just get up, drop the kids off. They'll babysit for us, and we'll go over here and worship. And we'll be <laughs> we'll be back 15 minutes before the kids are let out. <laughs> hey, babe, let's drop the kids off and go to IHOP. The first church of IHOP. The parking lot's pretty full this morning. Praise God. Amen. That's the most only thing I drive by IHOP every Sunday morning. It's actually packed full. Praise God. Amen. What are they serving in there? Pancakes, bacon. Praise God. Amen. Orange juice, steak and eggs, green eggs and ham. I mean, it's going to tell you right now, oh, yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you know what? We always come out full at that church. Praise God. Amen. I mean, some of us are a little overstuffed. Praise God. We're eating way too much. But we always come full. Where you go to church? First church IHOP every Sunday morning. It's the most amazing thing. What's the praise of words like? Clang, 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 clang. <laughs> praise the words a little clangy, but they sure source some good food. <laughs> praise the word. Better stop. Somebody stop me. I need a nap. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> to run our race and finish the course. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 says this, I have fought the good fight of faith. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me on that day. Not only me only, but all unto them that love his appearing. That's the day we're looking for. I want the Lord to say to me, well done, thy good and faithful you stayed the course. You stayed faithful. I have a pastor. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown is my pastor. I've always had a pastor. Always. I'm a little leery of some ministers that don't have a pastor. That are just an island unto themselves. It's dangerous. Everybody needs a pastor. Hello. And you can't call somebody your pastor if you never attend that church. Can't, you can't do it. Well, who's your pastor? Oh, that's that Dr. Jack Myers, Life Family Church. When's the last time you've been in church? Oh, it was about five years ago. He's not your pastor. <laughs> haven't been to that church. You know, all these people that get, we haven't been in church for two or three years. Where do you go to church? Well, you know what I can. I go over there to that Life Family Church. Well, who's your pastor? Oh, that's that Dr. Jack Myers. When was the last time he saw you? Well, oh, it was about four years ago. Praise God, amen, on Sunday morning. Or maybe Easter and Christmas. Praise God, amen. Because at Christmas, they got the bomb diggity to Christmas dinner. It's all free. They give away prizes and gift cards, and they got karaoke. The most amazing thing, karaoke. The Christmas dinner. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the reason why they have to edit the podcast for me. <laughs> Praise God. Because <laughs> some of the things I say. But what you see is what you get. Come on. And I love you. But if I can move you forward just a little bit today. If I can move you forward just a little bit today. Then I've done my job. If, I, if I've moved you even into thinking. Hmm, maybe I need to go soul hunting. Maybe I need to go to this outreach. Maybe I need to go to Life Christian University. Maybe I need to go ahead and go on a mission trip. If you only knew what God had for you. If you would have told me 20 years ago that I would be on the platforms of the world and meeting presidents of nations and congressmen of nations and mayors of nations, I would think, you're, you're kidding me. How, how in the world? If you would have told me 20 years ago that I would be going to the country of Miramar on a cutting edge, edge ministry where, the gospel, where people haven't heard Jesus, the name of Jesus. If you would have told me in 2013... We, we did One Nation One Day, where 2,500 missionaries and two 747 jets going into the country of Honduras, releasing 2,500 missionaries through the entire country, from President Lobo Sosa at the time to the janitor in every school, and 1.5 million people receiving Jesus in nine days. I'll be like, you're nuts. How is that ever going to happen? Who going to pay for that? Did you know that's that's what happened in 2013? 18 crusade evangelists, including myself, we rented two 747 jets, took 2,500 missionaries and landed in Tegucigalpa, Honduras and spread those 2,500 missionaries throughout the entire nation. And in nine days, did you know in, in, in July of every year that President Lobo Sosa made One Nation One Day a national holiday? Nobody works on that day. It is, a, it is a proclaimed national holiday in the country of Honduras. One, the day that 2,500 missionaries from the United States of America and around the world flew into their nation, to the United nation for Jesus Christ. And 1.5 million people gave their hearts in nine days. Don't tell me we're not living in the last days. And don't tell me that the great harvest of souls has not yet begun. It has begun. <clears throat> we just got to get out of our worlds in our perspective and see what God sees. We've got to do it. Let me close with this. There's still a thousand year millennial reign, guys. Two, two major events that are about to take place in the earth. Listen to this very carefully. Two major events. One, the greatest harvest of souls, which I believe has already begun. When Kanye West gives his heart to Jesus And then one weekend over 2,000 people give their hearts to Jesus at his church. And then Kim Kardashian, his wife, starts to state, I've had an awakening. Who uses the word awakening without having one? And, say, and she writes an article and says, I'm going to keep my clothes on more in 2020. Pray. Well, hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> something's happening. And then when Bruce Jenner loses the woe, (laughs) when you lose the woe, something's happening. That was pretty funny. Come on. Yeah. Give me that one. Hello? Amen. Amen. Something's happening. Second event. After the greatest harvest of souls, the revival that sweeps the world, it's going to sweep the world, the rapture is going to happen. And then it will be a seven-year tribulation period. At the end of the seven-year tribulation period, as we're up in heaven with Jesus at the marriage supper of the Lamb, The dessert table in heaven is five miles long. It's just gonna take you three and a half years to get through all of those desserts. And in the first three and a half years is all the you know, the steak and the pork chops and the garlic mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and sweet potato pie and just you know Man, I've only been home for four days. I don't want to see another bowl of rice as long as I live. (laughs) 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 Me and James, we were at a Conceita because I had to work, work the business. So I one o'clock in the morning, Thursday at Thanksgiving. I worked Friday night. I worked last night and last night at the Conceita. One of the hosts walks up to me and has this, you know, plastic, you know, styrofoam meal container and I open it up. And guess what it was? Rice. (laughs) It was rice. I was like, no. So I closed it. Well, I was polite. It took one bite, two bites, and that's about it. Praise God, amen. And then I closed it. And then it hit the spot. You know what the spot is, Right. It's the sign on the garbage can it says, The Spot. Praise God. So the, so the next time when somebody says, "Oh, you're, you're one of your cousins during Christmas time and brings in their potato casserole, Hey, how did you like the potato casserole? Oh, it was just so wonderful. It hit the spot. Yes. That's, yeah, that's, that's all you got to do. Just make sure you put a sign on your garbage can. The Spot. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> you hit the spot. Praise God. Why we do what we do. To run our race and finish our course. Can you say amen? So make 2020 a year that's different for you. Come on the mission field with us. Go to LCU. Even if it's every other class. Sign up for that. Even if it's audit, grow. Grow spiritually. So that you can stand before the throne of God and Him say to you, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into thy rest. Come on, stand to your feet if you would, please. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week and remember, the best is yet to come.